0: hello and welcome back to the heartbreak hangover we are so glad you're here so today we have a really exciting show for you um we're gonna get really into the nitty-gritty of um how to date with high standards and low expectations um This is so incredibly important, and it really changed um, the way that I approached dating and choosing a partner. And I will tell you, I'm in the most fulfilling, happiest, um, easiest relationship of my life. And it is because I used these standards that I created from my values to do the choosing and the filtering for me. So Greta and I are going to get into the nitty gritty of it because it's really kind of hard to grasp um, at the beginning or, you know, at first, if you're used to dating like most of us do, which is with low standards and high expectations. And if you think that's not you, I bet we're going to prove you wrong. So uh, take a listen um, if you're listening on a platform where you can leave a review, please do leave us a review. A five-star review would be super helpful. It helps um, helps us become searchable or findable. And um, please also follow us on Instagram. You can find us at Heartbreak Hangover. And if you have any questions um, for us, you can send us a DM. And um, we'd love to hear from you, really and truly. We just... We just want to create create a awesome group of friends who want to date um, with intentionality and stop um, old yucky patterns and find the love they've always been looking for. So, thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show.
1: Well, good evening, Greta. Good evening.
2: Happy almost Thanksgiving!
1: Yes, it's coming <laughs> right up. Got my grocery shopping done today.
2: I went. I did a little too. I did. I
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I made it in and out and unscathed. And I just, only thing I couldn't find were dried figs and ro- and uh, sage. So
2: oh, you're making something with dried figs and sage. Mm-hmm. That sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Two separate dishes.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I found some good recipes and I'm going to try, which then today I was like, this could be really um terrible because I've never made this stuff before. And I'm just going to try it for the Thanksgiving yeah, that I'm hosting with my family and Andrew's parents. A <laughs> woman. Yeah. So, Brave woman. Wow. I don't, we'll see how it goes. I tried to choose things that are easy, but anyway, we'll see. I'll let you know. Okay. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs>
2: Well, um, we, uh, we're very grateful for each other yes. and for all of you listeners out there. Yes. And, um, I did a little bit of an experiment this last week with my dating and, Ooh. um, partially, uh, because I seem to lack a, a an ability to, to be very balanced when it comes to dating. I either don't date at all or I do it all at once and date yeah. everyone. Yeah. but I, I chose it just was, it just happened. happened. I plan to have three dates in three days.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm trying to date very differently from when we all last met on the last podcast of, of when I had the man fast, um, the very short one probably need a longer one, but, uh, so just wanting to be, uh, intentional with my time and my energy and, um, but still, uh, you know, was able to meet what I thought were three very nice men. And yeah. Um, but as I was getting ready for these dates, I, I wrote Erin and she had talked to me about this concept that really was a game changer for her, uh for you, Erin, about um it was called high standards and low expectations. And I it just confused. Me to no end to um to hear about this. And so I wrote her and I asked her, um, what does that what does that mean? And how can I date with these things? And um yeah. she said, she explained it in such a good way. And she said, Well, you're going on dates, so you're gonna have just regular expectations. But when you meet somebody, you want to make sure that you have similar values that they do. Um like being listened to, different things like that, um, so that you're not having to manage those your expectations around those things. Mm-hmm. If your standards are met, you're choosing people from your standards, then you're not having to be sort of disappointed and frustrated when they're not meeting those really strong expectations. And then if they don't, if they're certain part of your expectations they're not meeting, but everything else is being met, then you give them a pass for for things. Yeah um and that I was like oh I get it I think also though I needed to uh actually do the work of finding out what it is uh what are my standards as I'm moving forward uh looking for uh you know a possible life partner uh, again um and so I spent a little time on the this worksheet that she had developed from Abby Medcalf and um yeah, did you want to talk about how you found out about Abby? Yeah,
1: yeah, sure.
2: So I into my work.
1: So yeah, I uh at some point, maybe like a year and a half ago, I was um I was seeing someone and I was just feeling perpetually disappointed and and um frustrated and resentful. And I was having a really hard time figuring out why, because there didn't seem to be anything you know, glaringly wrong, but, um, I just didn't feel good about it. And I was watching this, um, webinar sort of thing with, um, Sean Gallegos from the love drive. And he he said something that really caught my attention. And he talked about how you have to have like low expectations, um, in dating keep your expectations low but don't settle and i was like i, I don't understand that what does that even mean I, I i don't and he said you know if you if you consistently are feeling um like i was feeling you know resentful disappointed frustrated um chances are good that your expectations for that person are too high and so this really struck me um because i thought well. He's basically describing me and like all of my dating relationships and my marriage. So I need to find out more about this, but he didn't really have anything on his website um for me to read. So I just Googled it. I just Googled like low expectations in dating. And I found this um blog article by Abby Medcalf, who is a um PhD couples, you know, relationship therapist. And um in it, she talks about how most people have low standards and high expectations. So we like say yes to anybody who, you know, is available or like, oh, you know, you're here. Yeah. I'm going to have a relationship with you because I think you're cute and you make me laugh. So, but, so I bet you'll be a great boyfriend. And then, you know, we get into a relationship and then we're like, um, by the way, I expected this, this, and this of you. And sometimes, you know, the, it's not the expectations themselves that are bad. There's nothing wrong with expecting someone to communicate consistently or to, um, you know, share vulnerably or to prioritize the relationship. Uh, and there, I'm sure there's many other things that we could be expecting, but that's what was coming up the most for me. And so, um, so she said, the problem with that is that you are expecting someone to meet these expectations and they literally um, don't don't want to. They don't want to because it's not a priority to them. And so you've gotten someone in the door and then, you know, have been disappointed that they're not actually who you wish that they would be. And so you've got to reverse that. And figure out your standards, first of all, and then date by those standards and don't get into a relationship with someone unless they're meeting your standards and our standards are defined by our, by our values. So, and then that, that low expectation part is that because, you know, someone values these things that have become our standard like for just behavior and how, how to live and how to be in a relationship, they're going to just do them the majority of the time, because that's how they live their lives. That's what's, that's what's important to them. And so we don't even have to like have it as an expectation. We can just enjoy that they're showing up that way on a regular basis. And then when they don't, they have a bad day or they're busy or they're sick or whatever. If they haven't you know, been as responsive as you would like, you know, in the last 24 hours, it doesn't send you or me, you know, into a tailspin. It's just like, oh, you know, one day out of 60, like <laughs> no big deal. I, you, you get a pass. You're human. I'm not going to, certainly not going to bring like, and I'm okay. I mean, that's the main thing. It's like, I'm okay. It's one day, it mm-hmm. does, and 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 if I need if it hurt if something hurt my feelings, I can say something about it. But mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a big thing, you know.
2: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So, I used Abby's worksheet, and I um, it was so eye opening for me because it really, you know, I looked at all of my you know past relationships and my friendships, which are very high caliber. And it really helped me to identify that, you know, these are my standards and I have consistently chosen people who did not meet those standards, which is why I was consistently perpetually disappointed and frustrated in relationships and then felt like I was asking for too much. And then tried to want less and just got into this cycle of um choosing and settling for people who really weren't up to my
2: up to my standards. Yeah, I remember you telling a story about your therapist saying you were talking about wanting to break up with someone. Yeah. And then she said, it sounds like he's just not able to meet your expectations. And you took that, which I I feel like I've had the same conversation with my therapist. As oh, there's something wrong with my expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna change that. I'm going to become smaller. I'm going to expect different things or less because I expect too much from people because I'm too needy. Blah blah. blah. This feeds into yes. this story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this again, when you when you find somebody, it's it's from the choosing point of choosing people as and that, you know we're talking about dating and looking for a partner, looking for those people who who value the same things that you do. Mm -hmm. So yeah,
1: it's really such a um, terrible feeling to think that these like very, um, like guttural desires for feeling prioritized and being communicated with and, um, receiving love and affection consistently that that might be asking for too much because when you try to then not want that, um, it's, it,
2: you, you know, you combust eventually. Yes. And, you know, it really does take a lot of confidence to, there's my dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess it took a lot, it took a lot of confidence for me to actually say that I have standards. Um, and because, uh, if you have, if you're going to say, I have these standards, um, to me, it felt there was a fear of that I'm going to be alone
1: Hmm.
2: because no one is going to meet, be able to meet these standards. Um, and so I think I have been, you know, divorced for two years now. So dating for a lot of that time. And, um, and you had told me about this work earlier, but I didn't feel ready to do it until now after I had spent time by myself, mm-hmm. um, releasing some of the fear around being alone to be like, okay, yeah, this is, uh, I, I am confident enough now that I would want to have standards um, that that really do match my heart um, mm-hmm. so that I can, and, and believe that there, there there might be somebody out there with, with these same values um who i will also be attracted to <laughs> yeah um so it took a it took some some bravery on my part the thing that i really liked about it is um that you start out with, with as you're going through this worksheet and we can provide this for for people to um to go through this worksheet as well i highly recommend it it was eye-opening for me but you start out with the perfect relationship to you not just a romantic relationship but to show what you value with people, and then you go through and um, you look back at the places that you may have been dissatisfied in the in the past, um, and then you go through and look at um, some of the actions or behaviors that you need to hear in order to feel appreciated. And all of these culminate into, um, you know, five three to five standards, and then you can start looking also at then what are your expectations, things that. You can let go of so yeah what are your what What did you come up with when you did this work erin
1: so um my standards what came out of it is that um number one is that i'm a priority to the other person um I think I, that was probably what I was experiencing consistently was that, um, somebody would be really into me in the beginning. I would get a lot of attention from them and that it would be like kind of, um, you know, hyper communicating and it felt really good in the beginning. Sometimes it was like too much, but I would never say that <laughs> I Would never say this is too much. And then, you know, Four weeks go by, and I'm like hardly hearing from the person anymore. But mm-hmm. they just, but they're like, no, I'm still totally into you. And okay. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I, like, how, well, how, well, why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> you know, like, huh? and I just was so confused by that. And I realized um, I just, I need to know I'm a priority to the other person when I think about my closest friends. You know, of course, you know, being in a friendship is different than being in a, a partnership, but you know, um, they reach out to me, they check in, they share news with me when I check in with them. They' are responsive. I don't have any doubt that my closest friends are have prioritized me just like I prioritized them. So mm-hmm. so that's really number one for me. And then the number two is my partner is growth oriented. Number three is we practice intentional and communication slash connection, and what that means to me, we practice intentional communication and connection is that we like take some time. We we don't like you know just watch TV or like have passive activities together. We will um, set aside time where we're you know sharing and listening and attuning. It's really attunement. It's mm-hmm. it's like allowing, you know uh, intentionally attuning to the other person. And, um, and that's very important to me. And then number four is we provide empathy and support to each other. Um, so I definitely was noticing that, um, I, that's just, that's just like that to me is what a relationship is, you know,
2: Mm-hmm. And i
1: I didn't want to be without that. Um, and then we we practice consistent and reliable communication, which is a little different from intentional communication that's connecting. Um, and that's just um, you know, staying in touch throughout the day. You know, Andrew and I we say good morning every morning, and then we may not talk again until like we're saying, what are we doing for dinner mm-hmm. at you know, five or five thirty. And I don't even notice. It doesn't even, It just means we're busy and we're doing our thing, but we know we're talking about what we're going to do, you know, for, for dinner that evening. So, but then a lot of times we're checking, you know, he he's got something to tell me, or he's thinking, Hey, maybe I could try this new recipe. And he calls me at noon to say, you know,
2: what do you think about this?
1: Oh, I know it's wonderful. I love it. So just that consistent and reliable.
2: And it's, yeah, there's an ongoing connection. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's what I really, really wanted. Um, Actually, when I wrote that one, it was because I had just experienced very unreliable and inconsistent communication in a relationship with someone who had been like hyper communicating with me um, Mm -hmm. for the first half of the relationship. It was only a three month relationship, but for the first half, I was hearing from him all the time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've been wanting. And then boom, he's gone. (laughs) And I am like, um, or I'll make it, I even would make a request like, Hey, could we haven't, I have feel like I haven't seen you, you know, in a, in four days and haven't really talked much. Um, I would like to just talk with you briefly on the phone tonight before bed. And, and sometimes he would even like make a sarcastic remark about like that, about that, like, Oh my gosh, you're so needy, which really hurt my feelings. And then, or he would say, yes, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll call you after I, I get the boys to bed. And then I would hear nothing from him. And in the morning, still nothing. And I would check in, like, "Hey, is everything okay?" Never heard from you. Oh, sorry, I fell asleep with the boys. Not even an acknowledgement of, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I I was supposed to call you. I didn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I will call you in the morning. I have to, this time in the morning and want to connect with you too. You know, it just felt like shit."
2: Yeah, what really a way did. to to increase your anxiety and Oh to, my gosh, totally. And and it's so simple to show care. Hmm. And, and yeah, I
1: think
2: I've had one of those relationships myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just like that, you know, I, I shared with you that, that text that I got from Andrew where Mm. he like sent a little waving emoji and he was like, hi, just wanted to say hi. I've had a super busy day. Um, Hope your day's going great. I love you. And I was like, see, (laughs) it's not that hard. (laughs) It's not that freaking hard. Yeah, this is a man who's doing very important work all day, and he's like de- dealing with very sensitive material, and and it's stressful. But he's still taking the time to let me know he's thinking about me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a vulnerability there, you know, on his part mm-hmm. too, which which is needed. Which again, yeah. that's a standard. A standard to somebody who yes. can be vulnerable enough to. The let you know let someone know they're thinking about them and mm. um and that is uh sorely lacking in a lot of connections I yeah. feel um that I've had personally too. So with you there. Yeah, totally. So yeah, we have some similar uh similar standards to each we are very similar. <laughs> we are very <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um yeah. Mine are, um, yes, the, I definitely, the relationship is that I feel like a priority as well. Um, and I think this moved into like some expectation stuff of like thinking about, you know, being an, now that I am single on my own home, you know, things like that. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean we need to spend every day together? No, you know, not, not necessarily, but, um, just, just, yeah. the little ways whatever it is that i can be shown that i'm a priority and that i i am sort of that relationships matter and people matter first mm-hmm. to this person i feel like i've really for whatever reason been attracted to people that um it wasn't they weren't people first people mm-hmm. um so so definitely that i'm a priority and that the relationship is reciprocal um, and uh that we're we're both putting in at least a close to equal energy yeah. into the relationship. I've not experienced that yet, mm. um, and I would really like to.
1: Yeah, it's it's a game changer, man. It's a game changer. I can't but,
2: even imagine. I literally I it would be like, either. what? I know. I mean, I had moments, you know. It's like in the beginning. It's very, mm. you know, it's very reciprocal, and and again, it's like that's the strange thing is when it does change and then they're like yeah of course i'm still there you're like well <laughs> it doesn't feel like the same yeah. you know it doesn't there's not your you, and i'm i'm still putting forth the same effort and i'm not getting it back and so something is different and yeah i felt like i would do that and then i would not get that would not be affirmed back to me and then i would have to change my own right my own, my own expectations right. oh i'm oh, okay you know, I remember many, uh, yeah, hearing, you just want me to make you feel a certain way. Oh God.
1: Yeah, I do. I want you to make me feel like I'm a priority (laughs) to you. (laughs) As it turns out, I mean, that kind of stuff is just, it's very um, uncaring to say something like that. You just want me to make you feel a certain (laughs) way. Versus like, oh my gosh, I care about you so much. And I want to express, I want you to know and feel the way I feel for you.
2: Yes. What? That would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that never happened.
1: That never happened. Well, okay. But oh. this is something to talk about though, is that, you know, the, the reason why I even, um, really did first did this worksheet was because I was trying to figure out like is this do do I need to just chill the fuck out with this guy or um is is he actually like not meeting what I want in a relationship? And so it did help me clarify with him that he was um not the right guy for me. And, uh, but, but then like, <laughs> actually I, I was clarifying that I remember one day I was like on a walk and all of this stuff was like, I was trying to let it sink in and grasp that like, I'm not asking for too much.
2: Mm.
1: What I want is good. I think I need to end this. And then I'd be like, Ooh. Oh my God. That's so scary. It's so scary because you, you know, when you've been dating the way that we have, um, it feels like, what if I'm wrong? Mm -hmm. What if it is me? What if I'm just going to be alone forever? (laughs) I've got this one. I I caught this one. I should try to make this one work. Like, you know, like I was fishing for a salmon, but I caught a sea bass, but at (laughs) least as a fish. So I'm going to try to make it as much like a salmon as possible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but then that day I hadn't heard from him all day long and it was like five o'clock in the evening and I'm thinking through this, this stuff. And then at six o'clock, I get a text from him that says, Hey, there's something I need to talk to you about. Can I call you? First of all, why would he even, we were dating for six weeks. I mean, six weeks, six months. Why are you like, just call me. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm around. I'm heading out to Pilates soon. And he calls me and he was he calls me Greta after dating for six months and says, um, remember how I told you I experience a lot of anxiety in relationships and I have a really hard time with commitment. And sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with it that I just, you know, go back into my shell and totally back away and I just end it. I was like, uh-huh. He's like, that's what's happening. Oh, wow. And I was like, <laughs>
2: Are you telling me this over the phone right now, for real? <laughs> I was just like, God. Um. So. Well, okay, and yes, I mean, he should have done that in person. I do like his awareness around remember how when, but it's interesting that he also just went with that wave oh, and yeah, did no. say, "I want to." He has awareness, but he doesn't have yeah. growth. He's That's not that. growth. Well, Those are like two it. different things. Very,
1: different, two, very things. different things. So, so in that respect, I probably eventually would have ended things with him once I felt really confident about it. Um, but, but, um, I have, I've been fairly lucky in that. I mean, I have ended, um, date, like p- relationships with people that I've just been on a few dates with, but by recognizing that they weren't meeting my standards, mm-hmm. um, and usually it was around emotional availability and, um that sort of thing. But then I got fairly, I got lucky that, I mean, you know, I'm six months in with Andrew and at this point he's still meeting my standards. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I did remind myself the other night, like I'm not married to him and it's Mm -hmm. not time for me to say that I should be married to him Mm -hmm. because it's been six months. I still need to know, you know, six months from now when he's not, maybe not on his very best behavior that, he's still meeting my standards. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, I guess something to think about is that, you know, we may, you may meet somebody who is initially seeming to meet all of these standards, just like probably a lot of the people we've dated in the past looked like they were going to be meeting these standards for the long haul. And then bam, something changed. And so, so then you've got to like, be willing to say, you're not meeting my stand. Like, this is not working for me. And, and then what's the walk, conversation that happened? Walk away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, them to say like, Oh, like I, you know, that's the standard of mine. This is what's going on with me. Um, and then see if you can, I think, you know, negotiate into like how you can move forward, you know, meeting, meeting with him. Meeting no standard. No, okay, no. no. I, and I started, I started like negotiating. Kind of like, there would be da, no da, da, da. negotiating. <laughs> okay. So so you think like six months of like right now, if if Andrew stopped kind of meeting your standards, you would I mean, I guess, yeah, really, you're right. This is the relation. I mean, if you look at the standards that you have, if he didn't do those things, it wouldn't be what you're wanting. Right. So we like here, I could...
1: I would I could have a conversation about it and say like remember how I told you um but like he is right now not I can pretty much tell and it's been long enough and and tons of time together that he's not being he's not showing up the way he is because I let him in on a secret in the beginning that these are my standards this is just Andrew yes so like but I mean more like if we, and, and who knows it could change. And I would have a conversation with him about it, Mm -hmm. but like, I think it's more likely that um, you get into a situation where the Mm -hmm. first month is fantastic and you're super excited and they're on their best behavior, just like we have experienced so many times. And then Mm
2: -hmm. things start
1: to go south again, Mm -hmm. or they go south quickly and then you can say, this is really important to me. I've noticed that you're not really doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think you just have only, you only have one conversation and there's no negotiating because these things that you that you have on your list, which I don't think you've shared yet, but yeah. um, there's no reason, there's no reason for these to not be present.
2: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oof. Yes. I don't need to live like that. Okay. Well, I like that. Yeah. I, I was just, I was remembering dating somebody for about a month who was this like all about it. Very reciprocal more. So, I mean, it was, it was more, more of the him than me, you know, and then he went out of town and he came back from being out of town and he, we were supposed to see each other. And at the last minute he canceled plans with me and then and so we hadn't seen each other and he while he was out of town he stopped texting me and he had been an everyday texter very you know and um very you know attentive and lovely Mm -hmm. and um came back town he was like yeah i'm i'm not gonna hang out with you tonight like literally it was like five o'clock and we were supposed to hang out at six (laughs) o'clock and i was like uh okay you know and then he was like, yeah, and I think I need the whole weekend to recover from my trip. And I was like, we're done. Like, no. <laughs> and it was that, like, you're going to leave town, not text me for a couple of days, come back, cancel uh-uh. on me, and then we can't see each other for the whole weekend, uh-uh. even though I haven't seen you all this time. Like, that that was me not being a priority. And we talked later, and he's a very wonderful man. We've become friends even. And he said that he was he was feeling avoidant, and he wasn't ready for a relationship. And that was, that's what was going on with him. And it was nice to actually have somebody affirm that back to me. <laughs> right. Because he was like, yeah, Greta. He was like, don't ever settle. Don't oh, ever good. Yeah, it was really, it was a good, that was like a very nice, a nice breakup. But um, I was, I, um, when I was going through my very, well, one of my f- very first heartbreaks when I was like 17 years old, my mom took me to see Clarissa Pinkola Estes. She's an amazing um uh, writer and in Denver and, um, mm-hmm. written lots of wonderful things. And I stood up and I, I, I was really trying to get this boyfriend back. Um, I've really worked hard mm-hmm. <laughs> for people who do not work hard for me. Uh-huh. And I asked her, um, how do you know when something is dead? And she looked at me and she said, she looked at me for a long time. You know, she's on the stage. She's just, just has such presence. And she was like, mm-hmm. I think, I think if, I think what you're asking is what you are actually asking. You know something is dead when you're the only one putting energy into it. And I wish that that would have sunk in more (laughs) in that moment. It sunk in with that relationship in particular that it was time for me to not put energy into it. Um, But I feel like actually that has been the story of of every relationship that's come past. I I have not been able to walk away. And that's my stuff. That's my own subconscious fear of being alone. Um, And I'm, you know, working on that now has has made it so hopefully I can hold these standards a little bit higher. But that was my number one relationship is reciprocal. And I'm a priority. Um, I realized through this process as well that in my last two or not the one before, but the my ex-husband and my ex-boyfriend that came directly after there was not a foundation of mutual trust Mm. and um it was it was about that they never trusted me and then they never really trusted my motivations yeah um and that was when i when i wrote this it was this moment of like i just felt a lot of uh real pain around Mm. trying to prove That my motivations were pure, and um that that was such a wonderful thing to let go of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Letting go of these relationships of of not having to prove oh my goodness, that's exhausting. So it's it was never for any reason. There was never like you did this and therefore I feel this way. It's like I have a lot of issues (laughs) with women who came before you, yeah, or my mother, or whatever it is. And you are going to suffer because of that. And I'm not willing to deal with it. That's basically what. I was. Right. Right.
1: It's your fault.
2: I mean, it's projection. Projection. Pure yeah. and simple. Yeah.
1: Oh, my. Yeah. So that's very important. A
2: foundation of mutual trust. Yes. And then I said love, appreciation and attraction are consistently communicated. Mm-hmm. And between the both of us, that they're comfortable receiving that kind of communication from me as well as giving it to um, so that I again dated people who were not comfortable um, with my uh, my expressions to them. So mm-hmm. um, I just am. I'm. A, that's again. That's who I am. So yeah. Uh, can't hide it. Can't change Do. it. <laughs> Wouldn't want to. Um, yeah. And then we make each other feel seen and our needs and wants understood through vulnerable communication. Um, I wanted to add something around like. This is similar to yours Aaron, about uh it was basically like you have each other's back
1: mm.
2: um and to me that's what being seen really is yeah um, is, is is not only seeing that person but but really saying like yeah and I have your back 100 percent um mm-hmm. again not something that I have experienced yeah And then there is authentic connection. So we find each other fun, interesting, exciting, which that has been up to this point, my only standard. (laughs) Uh, You know, I've met some interesting, great great guys, but um, I think the rest of the things did not, I wasn't looking at and uh, didn't have, and then had very high expectations. Right. And was kind of trained um, to... um, feel like those expectations were, were the the way of not settling. They were, they were my defense and they were what I was going to stand up for of, well, you didn't call and you didn't do this and you didn't celebrate my birthday or remember it or et cetera, whatever. Um, So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, that's, that's exhausting. When I think back about like all the times I tried to, I had to like set a boundary or like express an expectation or express a desire or a need or a want. And and I just felt like I was constantly having to have, having to do it. I was just always like, Oh my God, do I have to say it again? Do I have to say it again? That if we haven't talked all day or we're not going to see each other for, you know, a couple of days, I at least want to like check in. in And in the evening, I want to just at least have a five minute phone call. Like, why am I always having to ask for what I want in the relationship, which, Yes, there's an element of that. If you're not getting what you want, you do need to bring it up. But my God, there's like, um, when you make sure that these things are covered in the beginning, you don't have to ask very much in your relationship.
2: (laughs) Freaking (laughs) mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. That's amazing. So I, yeah, I guess... That is the thing that's really interesting is to look at like, how do we, how, and when do we screen for these things when we are dating? Yeah. Aaron always tells me, you know, you need to be ruthless, uh, with your screening.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so how do we know like when, and Aaron has answered the question when to walk away for sure, but like, you know, where, how do we screen these things? Um, so as I was kind of preparing for these dates. I was like, okay, what, like, <laughs> you know, where am I, where am I going to see reciprocity in just a first date? Yeah. Where am I going to see, uh, vulnerable communication, um, authentic connection again, that's really easy to, to notice. Um, but yeah, when do we, when do we find these things out? Some things I feel like you can see pretty early on. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it does take time.
1: Yeah, I think it takes time. And I think, I think that's a great question because I, I, I don't think it'd be such a bad exercise to sort of do like, you know, levels one, two, and three of standards. So like, what, how do you, you know, look for, um, you know, some, what, what's wrong with me? My brain's not working. How do you look for signs? Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> symbols, that's not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you look for signs that this person meets your standards in the first few dates and you know so let, let's just talk about them so um I, i'll i'll speak um well let's speak to yours i don't know i can speak to I, either of them the date that i went on no to clarity.
2: your standards oh yes yeah.
1: So let's just say, yeah, the reciprocal, the relationship is reciprocal and is a priority. So, so there, I, I think, you know, before first date and up until like date four, you're looking for someone who you can, you're seeing signs that are having a relationship is important to them.
2: Mm-hmm. So they're,
1: they're looking to move things forward with you. They're looking to move off the app to a phone conversation. They're looking, they're asking you questions about what's important to you. They, when you ask them, what kind of a relationship are you looking for? They can describe it. When it comes to planning a date, you guys are, you know, you're not having to pull all the information out of them for, you know, when and where, um, the follow up is reciprocal, um, and even if it's not constant, it's still the the communication is consistent. So, for example, with Andrew, <laughs> I mean, now I know that Andrew had been told in the past that he was too much, and so he didn't want to he didn't want to push me away by being too excited about dating me. So he was purposefully not being in touch with me a whole lot, which actually drove me crazy and I just told him I and I just told him I don't feel like you're trying to get to know me. And I I'm not sure we want the same thing and he was like, "Oh, oh no, I do." Um so so but he still but then and then even then it wasn't constant. Andrew is not going to sit at his, his desk. And also you've got to kind of think about this. This is another thing I think about. Do I want to be with somebody who goes to their job and sits there on their phone texting with me all day long?
2: No, yeah. No, that's no. a good point. Mm-mm. No, yeah. I want
1: to be with someone who thinks to text me maybe a couple of times during the day, but is getting their work done. And I'm going to get my work done, even mm-hmm. though I would love to just be like, you know, but no. <laughs> I got to be, you know, responsible to my job. And, um, and then Andrew was always, this is the other thing. So a relationship is not just about the relating to each other. It's also in this early stage about, you know, it's about planning the dates. It's about checking in with you. Do you enjoy doing this? What would be fun for us to do together next time? You know, that's like the very beginning stages. So looking mm-hmm. to see that those things are there, dates one through five, one through four-ish, you know, are important. Um, and then a foundation of mutual trust, you that's really just are they trust? Do they trust easily? Do they are you hearing um kind of you said this before about are they um yeah. How do they
2: speak about their, speak exes?
1: about their exes? Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and um, you had told me, I was texting back and forth with a man and he, he had asked me out and he had started talking really poorly about women, about women's motivations and their communication uh, with him yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. around living at home. Yeah. And there was all of this, like, pr- mm. and I was like, mm-hmm. did some, did, yeah. Did women actually say to you that you were, that they were Thought you living
1: with yeah, your brother was they looked
2: down on you because you did they say something to you and he said no but I could tell and yeah Sharon was you were like no <laughs> do not go out with him and I stopped talking to him right then it was a and he had a very victim mentality yeah thought you're right that was um that would have been against I think the way that they talk about other women or their uh, their exes are the way to show that that mutual trust piece um, I was gonna say about my dates I think I'll just weave in a little bit about oh yeah the dates I went on. Um, oh yeah by the, three the way days. three dates uh, three yeah days. um was with my um my Friday night date who was the person that I was most excited about um and I do want to have the benefit of the doubt for people too like if they've been told that they're too much or they're too you know whatever. so I was like okay he was re- really talking to me a ton. I was out of town the minute I got back into town I uh you know called we we spoke on the phone. Um, and so then right after we spoke on the phone, he's kind of just didn't talk to me again. Think, I was thinking, well, maybe I need to move forward. Cause he was talking to me so much. So I, um, you know, asked him out, planned our first date, um, confirmed the time drove out to his part of town, um, met him. And while we were on the date, it was very fun. And we, um, you know, he was, we laughed so hard. Uh, it was almost embarrassing how hard I was laughing because he was very funny. Um, So I had a really, really nice time. And then he even mentioned like having a second date before we left. Um, and then I didn't hear a word and I, I asked you, I was like, do I, do I, do I call him and say, and, and you said, no, you don't. And, um, the, like, And so again, that's that standard of reciprocity that it was, the ball was in his court. He didn't, he didn't talk to me. So therefore it's either that he's either, he's not interested or he's just very, very passive and wants me to keep on asking him. And that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: And the reason why I said that just so that people know is it's not because I think that the woman shouldn't reach out after a date at all. And I it's that it's something about The fact that, um, after the phone call, you were then having to initiate every conversation about the date that, uh, concerned me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, um, I wanted to just, yeah, I wanted you to be able to step back and see if he would move in your direction because, um, what that says to me, actually, that he didn't uh, reach out to you after the phone call is that he actually is probably very avoidantly attached. A phone call probably felt like a lot of connection to him. He had it, who knows what else is going on for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, that phone call did not make him want to, to communicate with you more um,
2: is a red flag oh yeah yeah that's good that's mm-hmm. really good and uh, yeah I also thought I kind of thought he had just started seeing somebody else because oh really yeah because we he was like well let's hang out Thursday 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 and then he was like actually oh, that's Friday? right that's I was like right oh I'm your I'm your switch the day girl <laughs> because I've done that before. Yeah, me too. The one person you want to see and then the person you kind of want to see and you prioritize. So I was like, yeah, yeah. It's just so strange to have such a nice night with somebody though. And then I agree,
1: but that is why I did say, I thought that you should send the text just saying, Hey, I had a great time with you. Thanks again. Yeah. Because that is just practicing dating etiquette. Right dating
2: with integrity, which is very mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it, maybe I'll do that. Today. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> I mean, not too I, late. It's not too late. No, no, I could do it in a week.
1: I probably wouldn't make that long, but okay. Um, <laughs>
2: anyway, the next day, <laughs> the next day, this is a guy that you were not thrilled with. Yeah. Um, I was like, where is the filtering?
1: <laughs> I'm not seeing any filtering whatsoever. Please okay. tell me you did more.
2: <laughs> you were busy for a while. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like a busy couple of days. Um, so this one again, this is and again, it's good to know my own patterns. Hot artistic dude. Yeah, whoops. Who, yeah, I know, but you know, it's good to know. He was like, <laughs> Yeah, we should see, we should get together to see if we vibe. And I was like, Yeah, we should. <laughs> It's vibe mean?
1: Is it, Are you talking about a vibrator? What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> vibe, I mean, vibe. God. So anyway, <laughs> he, he um he was like, I was like, well, I'm free Saturday until six, and he was like, well, I'm gonna be painting all day, so, but I should have some time. It won't take all day, so I'll call you. So I was like, cool. I had this feeling based on his personality, which he'd basically shown. You know, he wasn't asking a lot of questions on the app. I was really. Asking a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. but he again, he was a person that I thought maybe he's been told he's too much, and so I will move forward. I should have never told you that about Andrew. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he does. So I planned. I planned my my day anyway, and I had like a couple of hours where I could see him that I left open, um, but I I wasn't going to wait around, and he never texted me. So my my three dates and three days ended up being two dates and two days, but um, and uh the next day he wrote me and said hey sorry my plans changed and I was painting until the nighttime sorry (laughs) to leave you hanging I know but but I'm the priority
1: here which I can I can show you that I think that I'm the priority because my plans changed and I didn't bother to tell you
2: (laughs) yeah right yeah okay hey good narration. yeah that's basically what happened and so um you know, I wrote back and I gave him uh, one of the things um, that's important, I think, with dating with integrity that we Aaron and I talk about is, is that uh, it's important to uh, give feedback. Yep. And so I, did, I gave the feedback. I said, I totally respect that you were working and that you, um, you know, had that your plans changed and you could have let me know. And communication is a big value of mine. And um, so I don't want to pursue seeing you. Uh, good, best of luck. Good Very luck. nice. Very nice. Which, again, this is huge for me. My gosh. It's,
1: it's so good, though. It's so it is, good. So, it feels so good uh-huh. when you do it. Uh huh. Yep. Because what you're doing is like right now, what you have to do is you have to have integrity with yourself. That's what comes first, always. You have to have integrity with yourself. And so you're saying, these are my standards. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to stay true to them and that's for you. So you're developing that with yourself and you're developing this, this, first of all, it's, you know, you're going to learn to trust yourself. And then, um, second of all, you're going to mean what you say Mm -hmm. and say what you mean,
2: you know? And you're, and I, it was like, I saw, I see myself doing these things and there's something in me that is changing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Every time I have, every time I do that. Absolutely. And I do it, and I do it without shame or blame, mm-hmm. uh, without being mean or sh- anything, just direct, give feedback, and I'm done. Yes. It, it, like it is so energizing in a way that I really need energy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because I think for so long we were like, unsure if what we felt was okay to feel and was it worth bringing up or are we wrong for feeling this way? Are we going to be told, you know, all the, all these messages that we've heard for so long. And so we just stopped saying anything. Yeah. And so like bringing, bringing our voices back and saying what you have authority, you're, you are using your God-given authority to say, this is not okay with
2: me. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. so I wanted to just give you this feedback. I think it will be good for you if I give you this feedback and goodbye. Yeah.
2: And hopefully you can move on and not do that to someone else. You know? Yeah. I I think, yeah, with each each time I give feedback, I'm I'm really thinking of the women that are that are coming that yeah. after me, like, you know, how can I take care of them in some in some way? Um, because they're they I mean taking care of each other in the dating world is it's it's not happening i mean no it's it, not happening and it or i mean i've had it happen beautifully and amazingly with some people that it's just it's been great but yeah for lo- <laughs> the large part it is no. not no
1: people forget that the other person on the on the other end of the app is an actual human being mm mm-hmm. Yeah. an actual human being, they were a baby at some point and they've yeah. grown up to be this adult. They have a whole childhood, young adulthood yeah. and
2: adulthood. We should have our baby pictures on our
1: profile. We should, by the way. <laughs> Hello. Hi. And, um, and that it's not, we're, we don't live in a silo. I'm not all by myself. I, I don't exist on, I'm not on Bumble, but when I was on Bumble, I, you know, I don't, I'm not just Aaron on Bumble. I'm Aaron mm-hmm. with a kid, with an ex-husband, with two sisters, with nieces and nephews, with a mom and dad, with a lot of friends, with a business, with a job, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on and the way that you it, what what happens to us in dating has a ripple effect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like so so either we can decide And I mean, so many people aren't going to do this, but maybe more people will, maybe more people will learn to date consciously and treat people with respect. Even Mm -hmm. if you think they're not cute, imagine, imagine treating someone with respect, even if you're not into them.
2: What? Oh God, what? Amazing. Well I, I had sent you that profile of that man who said I don't ghost people in order to protect their mental health. He's had that in his profile. Yeah. That's amazing. I just loved that. I mean, yeah, we you are protecting people's mental health on here. And yeah. after my date on Friday, when I really, you know, I liked the guy and I and I didn't hear back, it would actually have been so I was kind of gloomy, you know, and I it actually would have been so nice had I just gotten the like, thanks so much. I don't think this is, you know, right for me. You're great. We had a great time. I could have then let it go, but sort of the not hearing totally, yeah. If you
1: just you you allow, or you like give a reason for people to just start making up stories, because our brains need endings. Mm -hmm. Our brains don't do well with ambiguity and no endings. Like we gotta Mm kind of like, no, what's the what's the finale here? And if Mm -hmm. somebody's not gonna tell you, then your brain's gonna try to make up a story, and
2: that is an energy suck. Right. Yes. And we have to protect ourselves from that. So yeah. So oh my, my gosh, this is
1: getting really long, just so you know.
2: Okay. Should I keep going about Sunday? <laughs>
1: uh yeah. Tell us about Sunday and then we'll finish. We it. talk longer
2: yeah. at night. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised. Uh, Sunday date. Uh I had spoken a little bit during the date about um tried to just check for vulnerable communication um through talking about uh therapy, um, patriarchy, uh, sort of the way that I feel like I grew up is not being favored as a female, mm-hmm. um, which blew his mind. What his oh, mind was blown. Me.
0: Wake oh, well, up. Oh my God. You know,
2: what? You didn't feel you felt like you weren't favored as a girl growing up. What? Yes, yes. Right! Cause I told him I'm a middle, middle girl between two boys, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't, that wasn't like easy to be a girl between the two golden children, like males. And, um, yeah. So, okay. So that was my, uh, my sort of authentic connection as well as vulnerable communication of like, we're not going to connect. Um, and I don't really have the energy to teach you about patriarchy. You got to come in with those skills, buddy. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: So that was a no for you.
2: Yeah. That was a no very, again, nice man. We also, you know, he, he, I didn't feel like he could really go deep um, in a way that I need to, in order to not be really, really bored. Mm. Um, I am not small talk is like the worst thing in the world to me. And Mm -hmm. we were really engaging in that to the point of like, I, I had to end the date after one drink and we were supposed to have lunch. And I, he was very, I was very sweet about it. And he was too. And I just like, you know what? I got to go. Um, which I never do again. I want to take care of people. And then I drink too much because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh-huh. I used to stay because you don't want to make them feel
1: bad. I yeah. once had a four hour date with a man who was wearing socks with his sandals. Cause I did not want to make him feel bad. <laughs> What a waste. He was super. Where's the socks and sandals standard. <laughs> that was when that was like my first year of dating after divorce. Yeah. That was at that cute little market over in Learmer square. And, oh, uh, the market. Yeah. It's now, now gone. So sad. Uh, yeah. That's where we had that date. And um, I will never get that time back. God. But I didn't know how to say I am not into this. I don't want to do this anymore.
2: Just I think it's for me, for people like us who are very kind and maybe have a people pleasing streak. Mm-hmm. Or at least we were at one point. I think it's nice. To, I what I'm gonna start doing is have an exit strategy mm. of just like I just said, you know, I have to get my mom's car back. And I did. I didn't have to do it right then,
1: <laughs> but I had to do it. Oh, that's it. what you said. I was wondering, yeah. like I, I don't I don't get it. How did
2: you say this? Yeah, I was just like, well, I gotta go. I gotta get my mom's car back. Sorry. Um, and I think he was relieved too, you know, it was a strange. He's probably heart. like, oh God, you want to talk about
1: therapy? I don't, I don't know what the patriarchy is. <laughs>
2: she brought up patriarchy on the first date,
1: dude. God, how dare you? <laughs> well, oh. it's prevalent. So, okay. Yeah. So there you go.
2: There you go. Standard, um, high standards, low expectations give it a try check out the worksheet it it will change the way you date
1: yeah it really will. so so i edited actually made a, a new version based on um the original worksheet and so um if you're listening and you'd like to check it out um it's free right now just kidding it's always free um <laughs> And so all free. it's all free. You can find lovely. yeah, you can find us um on Instagram at heart Instagram at HeartbreakHangover and send us a DM. And I'll shoot you a link somehow to that um worksheet. And um, and on that note, we'd love for you to give us a follow on Instagram. And um if there are any pressing, you know, dating, relationship, singlehood. Whatever questions that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, we'd love to. So you can send those questions to us via Instagram, and we'll let you know if we're going to cover it. So you can be sure to tune in. Um, that would be that would be super fun. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. So yeah, thank stay, you. Stay safe out there, peeps. Uh, remember to practice conscious dating with integrity and be ruthless when you're filtering. Yes. Always be ruthless. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. And we're out. Cool. Take care.